No one is going to tell you who you are and be right. It has to be you. You have all the tools that you need to figure out what makes you tick to build your own practices. Hey you, you're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy award-winning digital media artist, channeling the powers of introspection. You're in the right place if you're mindful about the world you create and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to Not Yet, the podcast that's helping you reimagine wellness and integrate mindfulness into your life. Today, we are going to chat, you and me, about practice. Practice, practice, practice. Uh, (laughs) I grew up with the phrase practice makes perfect and also the phrase practice makes permanent in my life. I grew up playing a lot of sports. I was not very good at them, but I did play a lot of them. And the same mentality that we approach when we're athletic or trying to build a skill with our body and mind practice also applies to our spirituality, also applies to our sense of self, also applies to cultivating that sense of belonging that is inherently ours. The thing about this, though, that makes it a little bit tricky is that the practice that you're building in your life is completely different than the practice that I'm building in mine. Because you're, you know, a special little sunflower and you have your own unique gifts and abilities that make you who you are, the things that you are going to cultivate in your life that help you feel grounded in who you are are also going to be different. But there's some good news. Uh, There's still a method. (laughs) There is a method to the madness. And we talk a lot about this in the Not Yet spiritual community and our online membership about how to be true to who you are while also recognizing that there might be a system to all of this, you know? Nature is not just out here doing whatever she wants to do. Like, the birds fly to a certain place every year because they figure out what works for them. The deer don't eat mint in your garden because they know it doesn't work for them. But you eat mint because mint's delicious and for all for humans. <laughs> Uh, And the same mentality applies when you're trying to uncover and reimagine what liberation looks like in your life. Personally, I have been going through a whirlwind over here on the other side of the airwaves. There's a lot of uncertainty in my life um, when it comes to, you know, being an entrepreneur. It's no joke. (laughs) Being an entrepreneur is no joke. It's a lot of fun. And... Ultimately, I feel very aligned with myself when I'm doing it, so that's the reason I do it. But, you know, it can be challenging confronting so much uncertainty all of the time, especially when you have other people who depend on you. Um, And that might be people who are working for you who depend on you for a paycheck uh, because of their livelihood or the livelihood of their family. And it also might be the people who you serve directly, you know, like you guys listening to this podcast every week, it really warms my heart. It warms my heart with every message that I get from you in my DMs. It warms my heart with every interaction I get with you all on TikTok saying, 
wow, this is exactly what I needed to hear. It brightened up my day. I love that. Like, I love knowing that what I'm doing here on this earth is making a positive impact for those in my community. And in order to do that consistently, I have to build up some systems to make it happen. My personal philosophy and also the foundation upon which I've built the not yet digital community is on three pillars of liberation. The first being spirituality, the second being leadership, and the third being creativity. All three of those things, in my opinion, interact with one another, support one another, and lean into one another. And I believe that every single person on this planet engages with those three pillars. They might be stronger than they want it to be. It might be weaker than they want it to be. But at the end of the day, we're all spiritual leaders who are creating. (laughs) With intention, maybe not. (laughs) But when we can harness the power of intention, our lives are limitless. But we're not going to be consistent in the things that really bring us light, that really light us up if we aren't setting ourselves up for success. So spirituality, leadership, creativity, all three of these things are a practice. You can cultivate them. You can nourish them. You can be a little lenient with them. (laughs) Let them fall off. You have a relationship with all three of them and it changes over time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having a little bit of blah, 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 (laughs) a little bit of flexibility in your practices, taking into consideration where you are in your life, where your goals are for this moment, and what your capacity is. Having compassion for where you are in this moment is fundamental in order to build a practice that will serve you. It's not going to help you out if you have practices that you say, I'm going to do this thing every single day to the detriment of my own health, to the detriment of the kind of person that I want to be, the loving, compassionate person I want to be. Like, no, like the whole point of having the practice is so that you can be this person. So you can be this person that you really are. And that's why it's especially important to be honest with yourself about what is helping you. So I'm going to share with you some of the practices that I've cultivated in these three pillars only to offer an example and to elaborate on the process that I've gone through to get to these places, not to say this is exactly what you should do. I will never, (laughs) like my personal approach to this work, to to helping others realize their own dreams is never going to be, here's the formula, A plus B equals C, because the universe doesn't work like that. But there are some principles that I've yet to see not apply. (laughs) And for me, one of those principles is grounding yourself in spirituality. I am someone who grew up in the church, Fair game, yeah, I I feel like that's important for me to mention. And also, I did not always have a very loving and positive relationship with spirituality. In fact, I resented spirituality for a decent period in my life. Uh, 
I would say from the time I became cognitively aware of my own psyche, <laughs> um, really believing in the impact of my own experiences and words on this earth, so maybe 10 years old, to well after college as a young adult living on my own, so maybe 24. So yeah, almost 15 years of my life, I had a, a certain understanding of spirituality that was very limited to the framework that I grew up in, which was... Um, it was a non-denominational church, but very Presbyterian in practice. I grew up in the South, also a black church. Um, and it was very conservative. And conservative is code for lots of things, right? Uh, frankly, it was really homophobic. Incredibly homophobic. Um, sexist, also. Um, and... I felt myself shrink with every service I went to, every Wednesday night Bible study I went to. I felt myself, my inner being become smaller and smaller. And I did not understand how you could ground yourself in something that was so painful. I saw people around me building their lives around spirituality and I could not get it because it was not working for me. And in hindsight, I can see it wasn't working for me because that my, my understanding of spirituality wasn't true. I was looking at my experience with this particular church and believing that that was spirituality, capital S, that that is God, that that is Allah, that that is the universe. And it's not. And this is no shade to like, the adults and people that cultivated that experience because everyone out here is doing the best that they can and that clearly was not the right space for me. And I could feel it wasn't the right space for me because my body was telling me that it wasn't. And the thing is, as a kid, it's really hard to trust yourself, um, like, especially when you grow up in an environment that will tell you that adults know best, that adults are always right, that you shouldn't ask questions, and that when you are, you're being difficult. My spiritual practice really came to be out of love. Out of love, out of necessity. <laughs> Uh, I was having a really hard time when I was in living in New York, um, constantly searching for myself in other people, in relationships, in communities. Like I imagine it's similar in a lot of metropolitan areas, but there are cliques, if you will. <laughs> there are cliques of the city, and there's definitely like a, a queer, black, femme, creative click in New York City, uh, especially in Brooklyn where I was living and I was determined to get in that click. I was like, I'm definitely worthy because look at me, I'm making these Emmy award winning documentaries. I'm cool enough. 
that should have been the first red flag for me that I was trying to understand my inherent value through the lens of achievements. <laughs> but yeah, I was trying to find where I belonged outside of myself. And I reached a breaking point with my own mental health. Uh, lots of suicidal ideation, which I flirted with throughout my life, if, if I'm being frank. <laughs> like, since that beginning, since 10, I've thought about why was I even here? What was the point? Um, really sitting in a place of so much sadness that I didn't understand why I was alive. And... My beginnings of like honest, wholesome spirituality really came from my grandmother. And she would tell me, there's nothing without God. And in the beginning, I took that as a, <laughs> I took that as a challenge. I was like, oh, there's nothing without God. Let me show you. <laughs> And in hindsight, I can see that I was interpreting that in a very limiting way. This isn't to say that I have no power. This isn't to say that I'm powerless. On the contrary, it's to say that I'm incredibly powerful. And that when I tap into the flow of the universe around me, and then when I recognize my value, that when I recognize the unique blueprint that I have, It's, it's over for you, hoes. <laughs> and from there, I really came into meditation, being alone with myself, which was very scary in the beginning. I hear a lot of people say that they don't know how to meditate, that it's very uncomfortable for them. And I get it because that was me. I did not know how to live alone in my body because I had spent years trying to escape the feelings I had within it. When I was in environments I felt I couldn't control, I dissociated from my body. And I had been gone for so long, I felt like a stranger when I tried to come back. But being one with yourself... <laughs> Though it does sound incredibly cliche, being one with myself has been the most liberating, loving, exciting, thrilling, beautiful experience of my entire life. And that's why spirituality is one of these three pillars. Yes, it's ephemeral. Yes, it's intangible. But spirituality is the acknowledgement that you are not alone. It's the acknowledgement that not only are you not alone, but you're here for a reason. And it is your journey in this life to continuously unravel and reveal how beautiful you are to yourself. How cool is that? <laughs> it's not about subservience. It's not about control. It's about awareness. It's about beauty. 
It's about love. It's about kindness. It's about appreciation. The next pillar that I use when building my life and building my work is leadership. Ah, such a journey with leadership. Yeah, because in Western culture, we have this very masculine, very domineering approach to leadership. This very top down bird's eye view, one entity or human has a full understanding, very dogmatic, a full understanding of how everything works. And it's everyone else's job to just follow through. And I've been on a journey with leadership to redefine it, that it's not about commanding. It's about releasing control. (laughs) If anything, it's not about controlling others. It's about acknowledging the power and recognizing the power of everyone around you and being in sync with it. Seeing where you can contribute, where you can enliven, where you can inspire, and being intentional. I remember my first job out of college. I was working... Well, technically, I was working two jobs. (laughs) One was nannying for a a kid and a a family on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. But the other was working at this documentary studio. I would spend half of my days in the studio and the other half nannying. And it was a lovely place. Beautiful people, brilliant people, kind people, creative people. And I was like, wow, I found my tribe. I really did. But I didn't allow myself to feel comfortable there for a few reasons. Um, The biggest reason was leadership. That studio's approach to leadership felt so wrong to my body. Um, I felt my power slipping away. And I can look back on it now and see a few ways of which I have given my power away. But I learned a lot about the kind of leader that I wanted to be by experiencing leadership that I did not appreciate. Sometimes that was in the church I grew up with. Sometimes that was with jobs and supervisors. Sometimes it was with adults in my family. Sometimes it was in friendships where I felt trapped or unappreciated. I had to learn to honor my intuition and to honor what I really believe. When you can stand up for your decisions, no matter what anyone has to say, that is the real shame resistor in your life. And the only way to cultivate that strength is to cultivate a relationship with yourself. Self-knowing is the, the key to true liberation in my brain. Because if you can look back on your decisions and say, I would have done it again. Even if you learned something new about yourself or about a process. If you can look back and say, I was proud of how I engaged with that situation. I was proud of the person that I 
am and was. No one can shame you for anything. What are they going to say? You're not like me? No, I'm not. I'm like me. And leadership is understanding what like you is. Leadership is celebrating that like you is unlike any other like you that has ever been. And going with it. Leadership is acknowledging that every single person that you interact with has their own sense of self and belonging that they are cultivating and finding ways for your collective goals to interact with one another. Leadership is creativity, which brings me to my final pillar, which is creativity. Creativity is your ability to process and convert the energy around you in service of your community. Going back to this idea that the way that your brain and body work is inherent to your being, it's very special, it's very detailed, it's very fine-tuned. That also means that you can pick up on very specific things, very specific energies around you, whether that is body language, whether that is understanding the laws of physics, whether that is color theory, whether that is how to cultivate and facilitate meaningful relationships, there are things that you can do in a way that no one else can do on this earth. And the process of bringing those gifts to light is your own creativity. Every person on this earth is a creator because creation is life. Breath is life, movement is life, growth and change are life. And since it's impossible for you to stay the same, even if you were to sit down, crisscross on a couch for an hour, no distractions, you're not speaking to anyone, you're even trying your hardest not to think, (laughs) you can't do it. (laughs) Because you're meant to create, you're meant to live, you're meant to grow, you are made for this. So when you are using your brain and body and mind to do whatever it is that you do uniquely, that's creativity. And that's a gift. That's a miracle every single time. And when you can do it in service of others, you found your purpose. We're social creatures. And it's really easy to focus on the negative ways that that has manifested you know, like there's lots of war, there's famine, all, there's lots of chaos going on in this world. And yet, we are surrounded by everything that we need at all times. So how do we live these connected, self-actualized, mindful lives that people like to talk about or dream about? We got to figure that out for ourselves. You have to figure that out for yourself. Because the first step is recognizing who you are. Because no one is going to tell you who you are and be right. It has to be you. You have to do that work. Because no one's going to do it for you. They're too busy trying to figure out who they are. The thing is, though, you have all of the tools that you need to figure out who you are. You have all the tools that you need to figure out what makes you tick. To build your own practices to build your own self-knowing, you have it. 
Those feelings that you get in your heart, in your stomach, in your gut, when things are going right or going wrong, those are yours. That's information for you. That feeling of joy when you light up, when you do the thing, when you find someone that you see yourself in and your whole body shines in recognition, that's you building your practice. That's you telling you you're getting warmer. Mm. Juicy, no? (laughs) I know the work never ends, but why would you want it to? This is fun. Revealing yourself, understanding yourself, and loving yourself, it's fun. You're supposed to keep doing it. So I've built my own practice in spirituality, leadership, creativity. It's me meditating. It's me caring for my body with food that I know nourishes it through trial and error (laughs) and some research. It's honoring my intuition. It's resisting shame. It's showing up with compassion as often as I physically can. It's building not yet. It's connecting with you. And none of these actions define me. They are merely tools that I've cultivated to fortify my sense of self. They add some tangibility to the idea that I am inherently worthy. And so are you. So if this sounds like a conversation that you want to cultivate with yourself and community with others, I strongly, strongly urge you to check out the Not Yet Digital Membership. We'd love to have you. We have some really fun stuff cooking up in this next season, a visioning workshop. Gotta love those. Some meditations and some recommendations and these three pillars to cultivate your own sense of self-knowing. It's been awesome, as always. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olguin, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community. I'll see you next week.